everyone. Welcome back to Our Golden Twenties podcast. My name is Sadie and I'm joined by my co-host Tegan. Hey. And I just want to paint you guys a picture because <laughs> Tegan is in the most festive outfit right now, welcoming mm. the first episode of December. Yeah. And it's making me so happy. So <laughs> just wanted to share that. Kick that off Yeah. right from the get-go. You're nice yeah. like, Teg, why don't you describe your setup over there? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I will say, because people at work asked me, because we are recording this episode December 1st, and I am wearing a holiday sweater that has Mickey Mouse tangled in Christmas lights. Presumably, he was putting up his tree and got tangled. So cute. And I have, no exaggeration, probably 15 Christmas-themed shirts And there are some that I can rock in November. Like I have a cardigan that's kind of, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's got little snowflakes. Like subtle Christmas? Yeah, Yeah. but it's not like crazy. I actually have two cardigans with snowflakes on them. So I rock those in November. But then once it's December, it's like, okay, no messing around. Time to wear the Christmas shirts or else they're not going to get worn. So I have three or four like t-shirts that are Christmassy. And then probably like five or six sweaters that are Christmassy. And then a couple of like full-on pajamas. Like I have footy pajamas and I have sweatpants that are Christmassy that have to become part of it it. too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. So she's got her festive Mickey Mouse sweater on. She's sipping red wine. And I'm like, damn girl. As soon as we started like – well, as soon as like we started our call to record this, I was like – just seeing this vibe has turned my entire day around. Meanwhile, I'm like a sweaty mess. I'm going on like three-day hair. I need to shower so badly and like wash my hair, have the yeah. shower. I'm drinking like carbonated water just because mm-hmm. it's so cold and I'm so like, I don't know. I feel like I've just been running nonstop, which is yeah. actually what this episode's about. I feel like yeah, running nonstop and I just feel like I can't catch a break. So we're going to slow it down a little bit yeah. and chat it out today in this episode. So what we're talking about today is having that year-end, whoa, whoa, year-end <laughs> anxiety. I was going to say that was going to come out very American, but we have so many Americans listening that they'd be like, <laughs> no, that's not a window came out American. Anyways, yeah. year-end anxiety. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's just I don't know. The older you get, the faster time goes. You know what I mean? And it's so true where it's just like, oh my God, it's already Christmas again. Where Mm -hmm. did the time go? And I think once you have that realization and once it hits December 1st or December 6th when you're listening to this or whatever day, it like shit gets very real and you're like- Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You feel like you're- losing time or there's Mm -hmm. not enough time to wrap up the year to do all the holiday parties. So it gets really stressful. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about another stressful thing, which is dealing with your family during the holidays. And Mm -hmm. maybe that's not stressful for everybody. But I think again, growing up in your 20s, you might start to realize, wow, all families have their stuff. You know, there's no such thing as a perfect family. And Mm-hmm. I think we're just going to chat that through in case that's something else that's stressing you out and making you anxious headed into the holidays. Yeah, for sure. I 
especially find December to be kind of, I don't know, like I'm a person, anyone listening who heard my whole sweater story now knows this. I start Christmas activities very early, but it's not necessarily because I'm like, woo, Christmas. Sometimes it's that, but it's also like I have the awareness to know if I'm not starting it early, it's not going to happen. Like people criticize me for watching Christmas movies in November, but the amount of Christmases where it's like, December 27th and I'm thinking oh I didn't watch the holiday oh I didn't watch love mm-hmm. actually and it happens year over year so I just wanted to throw out to like just embrace it a little bit I found yeah. that at least has helped me because it's so easy to like push things off for like well it's not Christmas yet I'll push it if it's something you really want to do you can prioritize it and who cares if people think it's too early because <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I love it. You're like, plan it out. There's a way to do yeah. it all. I love that yeah. so much. That's actually very similar to one of the monthly goals that I set for the month of December because I feel like every year I look forward to the holidays so much, but then they're yeah. over or I'm not even processing them as they're happening. It's very much just like I'm taking things off the to-do list. You know what I mean? I'm baking these holiday treats because I need to do some baking this season. I'm watching this movie because I need to watch this one so I can watch the next Mm -hmm. one. Like it just turned into a to-do list. So I was looking at, you know, what I have planned for the month of December. And to be honest, I have like a few Christmas things. Like my work Mm -hmm. alone is doing like two different Christmas events and my sister's coming to town and I have family things. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I have stuff going on, but I feel like I'm not as busy as some people are this holiday season, which I'm kind of grateful for. Yeah. But I was just looking at it and I was like, honestly, I want to slow time down a little bit, partially Mm -hmm. because this year was a good year for me. So I'm like, I kind of want to just like, embrace the rest of this year, you know, and I want to embrace the holidays. I want to enjoy them. I want to slow them down where I'm Mm -hmm. actually like living in the moment and not just tackling it as a to-do list like I have in the past years. Yeah, 100%. Well, and this kind of segues into the first part of what we wanted to talk about, which is kind of like the year-end panic. But even I think it relates to I don't know if anyone's guilty of this. I don't even know if I'm guilty of it, but I feel like I must be. (laughs) And it's setting goals almost for the sake of like checking them off or like setting goals Mm. and to do's that like I know I'm going to achieve. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Or it's like setting goals for the sake of goal setting, not for the big picture. So you're like panicking because goals you set in January haven't come to fruition and just because you didn't achieve a goal it doesn't necessarily mean that like you're a failure or you didn't put in the effort like sometimes we don't achieve goals because they don't actually align with what our lifestyle is and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but I find that like when you're highly motivated or you're someone who goal sets every month once it gets to be December and you're looking at all the goals you haven't set or haven't haven't achieved I guess it can be like, oh God, now on top of all of the holiday stuff and all the busyness and wrapping up my year. Well, I said I was going to run a marathon. Haven't done it yet. Better start going. (laughs) Like it can be like an extra stressor. Yeah. 100%. And one of my friends kind of inspired this 
like episode idea on the whole year on panic actually because she texted me a few weeks ago now I feel actually at the beginning of November and was like Mm -hmm. I'm just having this freak out where I'm like what have I even done this year or how is it already the holidays again like thinking back to how I felt this time last year I envisioned my life totally different by the time the holidays came around and if that's you know setting an intention for your year setting goals for the new year And now all of a sudden we're at the end of that year and you feel like it didn't like happen. I think it can be added stress to you exactly like you're saying, Tag. So I think we have a few like tips if you're experiencing that, especially on the goal setting front of things. But I also think something else my friend brought up was how on top of all of this like already – you know, holiday stress, whatever. Mm -hmm. This is also kind of the first year where we're like transitioning out of COVID and obviously COVID's getting bad again. There's so many other sicknesses going around, but like in the sense of this is like a very real and normal holiday season. Yeah. So you might also have like really high expectations for yourself. Like you might feel like, okay, it's the holidays and I made it through the Mm -hmm. summer of going out and, you know, adjusting post COVID to my life and my lifestyle. But now that it's the holidays doesn't mean that you need to go to every single Christmas party you're invited Mm -hmm. to. And, you know, I don't know. I think it's just also being mindful of that side of things is mm-hmm. you maybe can't operate the way you could in December 2019 pre-pandemic, you know, and maybe you don't want to, like maybe you don't want to commit to that level of stress that you used to feel when the holidays were chaotic. So mm-hmm. just something else, I think, as we're talking about year end panic and like all the stressors that come to play. COVID's just another one. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, even outside of COVID, it's like, there's so many layoffs happening. And I remember, like, I was laid off right before Christmas one year. And it's like, or maybe you just went through a breakup or the clothes that you would wear to your holiday parties every year no longer fit. Like, Mm -hmm. Christmas and the holiday season in general can kind of be a time where all of these things are kind of thrown in your face And it's okay, I think, to like take a step back or be like, well, maybe I don't want to do as much as I was doing before because I don't want to have to explain to people over and over and over again how, no, actually we broke up or no, I don't work there anymore. Exactly. I think that's a big part of it. It's like, okay, great. I'm going to be seeing my family and maybe some friends you haven't seen for a while. And if you're not, you know, if you've had changes in your life that you don't want to have to explain or like whatever if there's parts of your current state where you're like eh, you know we're just getting through day by day yeah. sometimes you can dread yeah seeing that aunt who's going to ask you about you know your love life or oh are yeah. you seeing anybody like you know you don't need need those sorts of comments so yeah yeah 100 percent And I think too, we have talked about this before. I think every time we talk about transitioning out of COVID, which I feel we've only talked about a few times, but I think another thing is like seeing or hearing how crazy everybody else's life is. You Mm -hmm. might like accept by yourself, be like, yeah, I don't want a crazy holiday season anymore. Like one thing I learned through COVID is to slow down and like that stress isn't necessary and like blah, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. But 
then you might go on Instagram and be like, oh, well, I'm missing out on this Christmas party. Or like, oh, that person's going from event to event to party to party to dinner to dinner, you know, like, and then you mm-hmm. can start to feel like your little simple holidays are just, I don't know, less than somebody else's like maybe really extravagant holidays. And I just wanted to throw that out there as well, where like, don't feel pressure to like keep up with other people either, you know, because mm-hmm. only you know what's right for you, what's right for your schedule, what you have energy for. So no need to feel like you need to keep up with people you're seeing on social media or do things just to post about them on social media and Mm -hmm. what have you. Yeah, for sure. Well, and kind of going back to the, you know, panic around not achieving goals. If something doesn't fit your life anymore, like stop working towards that goal just because you set that as a goal. You know what I mean? Like if we talked about this when we first started this podcast I set goals and I wasn't a like frequent goal setter and the goals I set were like bananas crazy and made no sense. And so of course I didn't achieve them. Like it would be like Mm -hmm. to lose 25 pounds and it's like, where does that number come from? What, and what lifestyle changes would I need to make to achieve that goal? Lifestyle changes that I was not willing to make. And You know, so if you were someone who maybe joined this podcast later or didn't start goal setting until more recently, you might be finding that the goals that you set in January, if you listen to like our journal with us or whatever, don't really make sense anymore or you're not going to be able to achieve them even with like one month left. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. That's a-okay. That is still, you know, teaching you about yourself and you're still learning from the experience like I learned more about goal setting when I did not achieve that goal and I learned that the goals you set need to actually make sense and be attainable and be something that is actually worth sort of like fighting for so just because you didn't achieve something doesn't mean that goal setting was a waste of time or that Mm -hmm. you know you didn't take it seriously like it could be an indication of lots of different things not just that you didn't care or you didn't take it seriously yeah 100%. Okay. So with that, I think let's transition into some more like super specific tips and like actual things you can do if this is resonating for you and if you are having, you know, this year end freak out. So Mm -hmm. I think what we've talked so much about just now is reflecting on your life as it is right now and feeling like you haven't accomplished something, you haven't done enough, Mm -hmm. feeling just like a failure essentially. And I think the best way to kind of combat that and something that really helps me is sitting down and challenging that voice in my head that's saying, you suck, you didn't achieve all these goals and be Mm -hmm. like, well, you know what? Maybe I didn't achieve these goals but these are all the things I did achieve and just start writing them down. I love to write this in my journal, but Mm -hmm. if you're not a journaler, just like write it on a piece of paper, write it like in a uh, Google doc or something and just write down everything that comes to mind, things you have accomplished, even the small stuff. Like even Mm -hmm. if it's like, I went for one run this summer, I, you know, I tried out the gym. Even if you didn't continue to go to the gym, at least you went and tried it out, you know, write all the small stuff down as well as the big stuff. 
And I think the more you write, the more you'll, the more that will come to mind. And I mm-hmm. won't be surprised. I think I'm guilty of this too, where you start with the big stuff that people can see. And like, mm. I don't know, I feel like sometimes we do things because we're like, well, this will make me look like I have my life together. You know, yeah. if I have this fancy job, my parents will be proud of me. So I'm just going to go for the fancy job or like I moved apartments or I bought a car, you know, these very big things or milestones that you feel you hit. I think those might be the first things that come to mind, but also write down those smaller things that Mm -hmm. you feel internally that maybe other people don't know about. Like for instance, I started therapy this year and I think it was a huge achievement. It was Mm -hmm. one of my goals. So it was nice that I'm able to tick it off. But even if it wasn't, that's something I'm really proud of. And I feel accomplished knowing I started therapy, knowing I went back to the yoga studio, knowing I hired a personal trainer this year. Like these are things that, again, you're not seeing on my Instagram feed or like, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm running out of steam here, but you get the idea. <laughs> Write the things yeah. that are like you can see and then the things that you feel internally too. Yeah, yeah. I always sort of start this, I don't know, thought process by looking at my Instagram because I, like I remember earlier in this year in an episode, I was saying that I was posting to Instagram way less, like the less, the right. least amount I've ever posted to Instagram since like, I don't know, Instagram became like the number one platform. And so now I truly only use Instagram as a highlight reel. I used to post like on stories every single day. I don't do that anymore. I only post on stories when there's something that I want to like look back on. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes if I'm stuck and I'm like, oh, what did I even do this year? Like I just wasted my time. I worked all the time, whatever. I can look through my Instagram and be like, no, look at all this crazy stuff that was so cool. I had to like take a picture of it and upload it on the internet and people liked it. Like sometimes it's like taking the step back and reflecting and almost using your social platforms as like a digital journal to be like, yeah, look at all the stuff that went down this year and I like survived and I'm doing my best. And yeah, I don't know. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's kind of takes us to our next point is once you, you know, start combating that voice in your head saying you didn't do enough and you're like, well, look at all the Mm -hmm. things I did do. I think it kind of goes back to what we were saying about enjoying the holidays. Like you can also set goals, but do things outside of your goals that are fulfilling and making memories through the year. You know, like there's so many other things that maybe isn't you achieving something, but it's just like, your favorite memories from the year that Mm -hmm. you might not remember in a moment of panic, but yeah, scrolling through your Instagram or scrolling through your camera will will help you remember Mm -hmm. those. And I think writing those down as well makes you feel like, oh yeah, I did do something this year. And oh yeah, this year wasn't so bad now that I'm remembering, you know, all the good parts about it. Yeah. It can even be like, well, why didn't I you know, do more of my goals. And then you look and you're like, oh yeah, it's because I was traveling. It's because I tried this new hobby. I, you know, did X, Y, and Z. I went on all these dates and I, I don't know, whatever. And it's like, yeah, okay. So maybe I wasn't, you know, counting my calories as much as I wanted, but look at all this other great stuff 
I was doing. Exactly. Yes. I love it. I also like I'm trying to make a point of journaling in the good times as well. Like Mm. typically I just take to my journal when I need to rant and just like get things off my chest. But something I've been like very mindful of is when something is going well and Mm -hmm. usually it's on my phone, like on my way home, say I went on a great date and like Mm -hmm. on my way home, I'm like, I want to remember this. I'll write it in my notes app. And whoever, I always say like, if anybody ever steals my phone, like I don't care, (laughs) have my phone, just please don't open my notes app. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, Yeah, just like looking back, if you can make a point of journaling during the good times too, like that could be another Mm -hmm. great way to like relive some of those memories without like opening social media. And I don't know, just another way to remember good Mm -hmm. things that happened in your life or yeah, throughout the year. (laughs) People are like, are you okay, Sadie? You don't seem okay. (laughs) Yeah, guys, I'm I'm great. (laughs) Sweaty mess, but I'm great. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and I think... Tag, you already alluded to this, but I'm somebody who like, I love goal setting. Obviously Mm -hmm. we know this and you know, I'm, I force it on other people because I, it's really helped change my life, but I know Mm -hmm. it can become a little bit toxic if you just get stuck chasing goals all the time. And I fall into that as well from time to time, but something else that I think we urged you guys to think about at the beginning of the year on the whole topic of goal setting is, you know, seeing out of the goals that you set for the year, if there was a theme or an intention or a word that kind of wrapped up what you wanted 2022 to be about. And I think at the end of 2022, you might be looking back on that word and be like, man, like for instance, my word was wellness. So like Mm -hmm. I wanted this to be my year of wellness. So I could be looking back on the year and be like, wow, nothing about this year was wellness. I failed. Mm -hmm. But I think instead of taking that approach and you're allowed to do this because there's literally no rules with this stuff, no (laughs) rules with journaling, no rules with goal setting, change your word. You know, like I used to do this all the time with my monthly horoscope. I would read it at Mm -hmm. the beginning of the month and be like, okay, just like see if it sparked any inspiration for like monthly goals or just, you know, Mm -hmm. if it resonated. But then I would always read it at the end of the month. And typically I always found that way more like meaningful and like way more impactful to me. So it would be the same with your yearly word or your intention or your theme to be Mm -hmm. like, okay, now that I've lived 2022, you know, now that it's coming to an end, what is the word that represents this? And for me, even like my year had parts of wellness, but I don't think that's really the word that wraps up what my year was. I'm not Mm -hmm. 100% sure what it is, but I'm sure we're going to do a 2022 in review episode. So like listen to that one to figure out where I land, but take the pressure off yourself and just change your word, redefine your year another way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I think Also, one thing you can do if you're reaching December and you're looking at your yearly goals and they're like, I didn't do any of these is, you know, like we said, that's okay. Take a breather and take a look and see if there's any smaller tasks that you could wrap up to still sort of like finish out the year strong. Obviously, if you set Mm -hmm. a goal to run a marathon and you haven't run a single time since January, that's probably not an achievable goal for December. But if you had a goal that was like 
organize my linen closet and you still haven't done it yet, like that's an easy win that you can do in an afternoon, finish the year off strong, start the new year on, you know, a good, in a good place and just like wrap up some loose ends that maybe have been like hanging over your head for this entire year. Yeah. Do you want to know what my task is that I'm like, I'm doing this in December, (laughs) getting new glasses. I've needed new glasses for the past two years. I have got a new, or a new prescription, Mm -hmm. didn't get it filled for all of last year, went back to the eye doctor this year. She was like, here's a new prescription. I was like, great. I promise you I'll get it filled. (laughs) (laughs) That was in April and I still haven't got new glasses, but it's one of those things where I've set it as a monthly goal because I'm like, I just need to get this done and I haven't, but I'm like, that's something I can easily do this month. Like there's no reason to procrastinate this anymore, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I'll just be so relieved once it's checked off the list, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just did like an update of my professional website and my professional resume, which is something that it's all like I've said it on the podcast multiple times. You should do this even when you're not looking for a job, still do it because Mm -hmm. it's easier to do it when you're in a good place than when you're in a bad place. And yet still, it's like you put it off, you put it off because you're in a good place. Why would you need to? And so I was like, nope, just got to do it like Uh, I hadn't updated it in, I don't even know, two years or something. And it's like, that's two years worth of work that could be all up on your website. So that was my to-do list that I did uh, two days ago. Yeah. You go, girl. Yeah. And I think if there's some things that are bigger tasks or some things that you know you want to get to, but you just won't get to them this month, that's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not a now or never situation with your goals. Like this is something I think it's kind of hard to wrap your head around, even though it's so simple. It's like, I was just saying, there's no rules. Like, you know, you working on goals, you becoming Mm -hmm. the person you want to be like, it's literally something you're working on for your entire life, you know? So it's not, well, if I don't get glasses this month, I'm never going to get them. Or if I, you know, don't do whatever a big yearly goal was now run that marathon. If we're staying on that example, like just push it to next year, you know, like that's totally fine. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make you, you know, lazy or incompetent. It's just like, it didn't work out, but I'll try again next, next year. Yeah. Well, and circumstances change too. Like as easy as it is to be like hard on yourself and be like, wow, you didn't do your goals because you're a failure and you suck. If it's like one of your goals was to travel to Hawaii and you lost your job and spent three years unemployed and couldn't save towards a vacation, just because you didn't achieve that goal doesn't mean like you're a failure. Things change. Mm -hmm. Lifestyles change. Your goals can change halfway through the year. And you can push things. Like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. So much can change in a year. So even when you set those yearly goals, you have no idea, you know, how things are going to go. Awesome. Well, any other thoughts on year-end panic before we shift into talking about families? Just one last thing is that also, going to throw this out there, maybe you achieved your goal in January, but 
the change that you wanted to see in your life didn't really happen from achieving that goal. So you might have to revisit and maybe set the same goal in January. Say you were like, I want to go to the gym three times a week. And you did that for half the year. And you were like, yep, I'm counting that as done. Check it off the list. But then for the last half of the year, didn't do it. Maybe you have to set it again in January. Or maybe you were like, I was going to the gym three times a week to relieve my stress. Turns out it didn't help. It made my stress worse because now I had to fit it into my schedule So now I have to do something else. So I just wanted to throw that out there that like, even if you're achieving your goals, it isn't always like I achieved my goal. So now my life is perfect. And honestly, if you easily achieved all of your goals you set in January, maybe you weren't aiming high enough or setting yourself up to really like reach because I feel like I don't know. Part of goal setting is sometimes having the inevitable failures. And that's Mm -hmm. just like the nature of life. Yeah. No, you bring up such a good point. And I think that was one of my key takeaways from 2021 was how much effort it takes to be the person you want to be. And I very much was like, Yep, I do yoga. I'm a yogi. Yep, Mm. I journal once a month. I'm a journaler. But it's like as soon as I stop those habits or like as soon as I fall off, it's very Mm -hmm. hard to like get back on and then that's no longer part of my identity. You know, like you can't just permanently achieve these things. So that was a big like takeaway. And I think an example of that is like daily yoga. I was doing Mm -hmm. so well every morning. It was part of my morning routine for like Mm -hmm. probably the first half of the year. And then I fell off, but it's something I want to get back to, you know? So that's a great point, Teg. It's not one and done. Yeah. Yeah. And things fluctuate. Life is fluid. You just have to do your best. Keep trying your best. Not be too hard on yourself. Yes. 100%. Okay, so the next little bit, we have even more tips for you guys, but I feel we've done like quite a few just like chatty episodes Mm -hmm. lately, so I was loving how this one's a little bit more like, these are the (laughs) tips, this is what you do, like try Mm -hmm. this out, you know, if you're experiencing this, try this. But anyways, the next uh, topic we wanted to talk about was dealing with your family, maybe even Mm -hmm. your friends, but probably your family, over the holidays. And I think something I've learned definitely is, I think I already said this at the beginning of the episode, is growing up, I was like, wow, I have the perfect family. And then you like, I don't know, you Mm -hmm. maybe move out and you start to like have your own values, your own way of doing things, your own lifestyle, you know? And then you go back with your family and you're like, well, now we do things kind of differently. Or, you know, now we think about things slightly differently or... Mm -hmm whatever. So it can be a stressful time through the holidays when you go back to your hometown or when you go back to spending so much time with your family. And I think, you know, part of the holidays, it's all about spending time with your loved ones, if they're friends, if they're family. So we just want to chat through Mm -hmm. some tips on how to enjoy that time. Because another thing too I know we already talked about the pandemic, but something I think people maybe forget about is over Mm -hmm. the past two years through the pandemic, there's been so many shifts in society, so many 
movements, so many, you know, political things happening in our day to day. And I feel like, especially, you know, with social media and people being like Mm -hmm. way more tapped into their phones and a whole bunch of fake news going around and, you know, so much just at play here Mm -hmm. that I also feel like there's just a much bigger divide in society than maybe in 2019 or in past years. So it could even be something that is changing your family dynamics because you're just so, Mm -hmm. you know, divided on a specific topic from your parents or your siblings or whatever. So it is tough, but we do have, I think, five tips here to help you guys navigate through that. So the first thing I think we can bring up is the idea of setting boundaries. And I did want to bring this up first because for some people, the boundary is that you don't see your family. And I wanted to sort of validate that experience and say that sometimes to protect yourself, that's the decision you have to make. Mm Obviously, there are lots of people who that isn't the case. They still see their family during the holidays, but it can still be sort of uncomfortable. I know a lot of families have rules about, you know, not discussing politics, not discussing sex, not discussing money, because these can be uncomfortable and touchy subjects. So maybe that's the way you want to sort of go about it. I know a family who says they're not allowed to talk about Drake because things get too heated when he's brought up. So it can be about anything. And as long as you're kind of like open with these boundaries, clearly communicate them. It's one thing if you're like, I don't want to talk about politics this year, but never tell anyone and then just get mad when people bring them up. That's separate. But if you're like, I don't want to talk about that. And then someone pushes Mm -hmm. past that boundary. That's a different story. So stay consistent with your boundaries as well. Voice how certain conversations make you feel and enforce your boundaries by either changing the topic, voicing again, that does not make me feel good to talk about that, or even leaving the room because there's no better way to end a conversation than just walking away. And sometimes that's what you have to do for your own well-being. Totally. I've been seeing quite a few articles going around about this because I feel this is yes. kind of new, you know, ever since mm-hmm. we've started, I don't know, having this like very clear divide in society. But I agree. And I think the setting boundaries, like yeah. you're saying, Tag, maybe it's that you're going for dinner, but you're yeah. not going to stay overnight, you know, or whatever that boundary is. Like it could be the amount of time that you're spending with your family and then what conversations you're willing to participate in while you're there. So, I love that. I think on the same sort of idea Mm -hmm. is deciding which battles are worth fighting. And this is something that even me and my sisters have very Mm -hmm. different opinions on. Like this whole topic really resonates for me and I love my family so much, but there's just certain things, you know, that we talk about that I'm just like, we spend, like we all get together a few times a year So why Mm, are we spending the time that we are together arguing about Mm -hmm. politics, arguing about COVID vaccines, you know, like, why is this what we're choosing to discuss? So anyways, Mm. this, that was just a little rant. Apparently I need to go on, but this is something (laughs) that resonates with me is deciding which battles are worth fighting because even the battles I think are worth fighting 
or I don't think are worth fighting, my sisters do think are worth fighting, you know? So Mm -hmm. it'll be different. But I think just understanding and accepting, you know, it's okay to have different opinions from your friends, from your family. Mm -hmm. Like you don't Mm -hmm. all need to believe the exact same things on absolutely everything. I think that is good, respecting difference of opinion. And I also think it's okay if you want to, you know, to listen to these conversations as they're going on. It's not like, oh, we're going to discuss politics. I'm out of here. You know, like it's okay Mm -hmm. to listen. It's okay to learn somebody else's opinion, even if it's different from yours. It's good, you know, to take the time to understand where they're coming from. And if, you know, and kind of the whole topic of fake news, like I feel like people can relate to this if you're younger and like your parents are like, oh, I just believe everything mm-hmm. I read on Facebook, you know, it's like, well, no, mom, mm-hmm. like Facebook isn't all true. And like, it's not all, yeah. you know, accurate and reliable news sources or whatever. So you can take time to like educate your family as well. And, you know, try to bring some facts, try to bring some information, you know, rather than just arguing to argue, yeah. you know, but I do think, it's okay if you choose not to do that work. And Mm -hmm. I think viewing it as I choose not to do this work is a great way to look at it rather than being like, I put the pressure on myself to change how my parents or grandparents or my, you know, aunts and uncles see the world. Like that's not your burden to carry, you know? So similar to the boundaries, you decide how much, you want to kind of play into difference of opinions, how much you're willing to participate in those types of conversations. And I think if you are participating, I think it's important to like stay calm, you know, and like Mm -hmm. try to remember that these are your friends and family and like there should be, it should be coming from like a place of love and there should be, you know, something I don't know how to describe this very well, but there should just be like a common mutual respect, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Even if you're having frustrating conversations, you don't, and this is something I struggle with, which is why I choose not to participate is like, Mm -hmm. I'll just be like, I'm just going to leave the room right now because all of a sudden it can boil up really fast. You know what I mean? So it's important to stay calm and just try to respect the difference of opinions and take a very mature approach to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important to sort of like lead with facts and information instead of emotions, because it's almost easier when it's like someone you've lived your whole life with. If they're saying something that you do not agree with to be like, well, that's fucking stupid. But it's like if you were having an intellectual debate with anyone else that you weren't that close with, you wouldn't say that. But it's almost like the comfort of being home can make those emotions more in the forefront. And so sometimes you need to remind yourself that, you know, this isn't a debate about, are you going to go to soccer practice? Like you used to fight with, you know, your mom in middle school. This is a big difference and words have meaning Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can't take them back when you say them. And so Try to focus on facts and reason and listen. And like you said, if you can feel that that's not going to be possible, that's 
when you walk away, not only mm-hmm. because you maybe don't want to sort of sever that relationship or say something in a heated moment that could hurt the other person, but also because if you're feeling that emotion, that's not great for you, especially you're supposed to be on holiday. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a great way to be feeling on your holiday. You can also see it as protecting yourself. Yeah, protecting your peace. Well, Tag, you said that yes. so much better than I did. I was like <laughs> so jumbled in my brain and I was like, I have so many thoughts, so many like things, yeah. so many things that would get in here. And then I was just like, no, but you just sum that up so beautifully. <laughs> I love that. Thanks. Yeah, I did find some positive self-affirmation because the every girl had an article about these and I did want to share because I know you love your self-affirmation Sadie yeah a little mantra yeah so these were just like a couple of them that were on the list that you I think as a listener can sort of like try to memorize internalize and then if you're feeling one of these sort of like moments Because it can be hurtful too, especially if things are getting heated and you're like, this is someone I love who's saying hurtful things to me. I find that these could be helpful. So I have four here. The first one is I don't need others to agree with me to know that my stance has value and worth. Another is I am confident in what feels right and true for me. The third one is I don't need to prove myself or my beliefs to anyone. And the last one is convincing others is not my work to do. And so I can kind of picture these as like, you're in a moment, you're like, I need to walk away. I can't deal Mm -hmm. with this right now. And then you like say this to yourself, like convincing others is not my work to do. My value or my stance has value and worth and just sort of like cycling through these as reminders, because it is also tough if you're say the only person in your family who has a different belief if it's you versus all siblings and parents like that can be hard too you might even start to doubt yourself yeah but just know your uh stance has value and worth yeah I love that so much I think that's actually not quite similar but it feeds into Mm -hmm. the next point I wanted to make about finding alone time to ground yourself, especially if you're going home for the holidays for an extended period of time. For me, like I live alone in the city, you know? So when I go to my parents' house and I stay for a week in a really small town and I'm with my family 24 seven for an extended period of time, it's like my life is literally flipped upside down from what I'm used to, you know, which is like very quiet, little me time in my own space. So I think something that really helps me is taking that alone time. And if it's taking that alone time to practice those self-affirmations or if it's just, I don't know, taking a time out, even if you don't feel like you need one, you know what I mean? Sometimes Mm -hmm. I get this way where I'll be like, no, this is fine. I'm good. And then all of a sudden it's not good anymore where I'm just like, I cannot be, you know, in the room with everybody right now. I just need a minute to myself. So Something that helps me, I've been going to my parents' house like quite a bit through the pandemic and staying for like a week at a time. So I've gotten very good with this idea, but it's the idea of keeping something about your everyday routine, like back home in Mm -hmm. your everyday life 
bringing that some part of your routine, even when you're on vacation. So maybe that's your skincare routine. For me, it definitely is my skincare routine where I know Mm -hmm. if I'm in my apartment or if I'm at my parents' house, every morning I'm doing the same skincare routine. Every night, you know, it's my 10 minutes Mm -hmm. to myself where I'm just doing my skincare routine or reading before bed. You know, that's something I do now at home by myself. But when I'm at my parents' house, I like to like take that alone time before bed as well. Could be morning journaling. I know some people, if like say you're going home and you have like your car at home or something like that, like going for a drive, Mm -hmm. just getting out of the house, having an alone time or an an alone time, having alone time (laughs) or a moment to yourself, going for a walk Mm -hmm. if you don't have a car. Maybe it's just, you know, going to your room, going to the basement when everyone else is upstairs and watching an episode of Friends or turning on Mm -hmm. your comfort show, something like that. And I know we've already talked about journaling a lot, more so on the goal setting side, but typically... I've done this the past few years, actually, is if there ever is a time throughout the holidays where I have a lot of emotions, if it's just like, Mm -hmm. if it's from, you know, different opinions and like discussions that, you know, happening with my family, if it's just changing in the holiday season, like as you get older, things start to change and traditions Mm -hmm. might start to change, you know, it could just be a lot to process. So just writing it all down, getting all your thoughts and feelings down. If it's in your journal, in your notes app, if you don't want to bring your journal with you, I think that can really help you as well. And again, it's just a really great way to like ground yourself. Yeah, 100%. I think the last point we had was to plan activities to do with your family. Mm -hmm. And I love this because there are certain family members where when like we go to visit, it's like you sit in the living room and you chat and it always ends the same way. And yet it's like, what do we do when we go see them? We sit in the living room and we chat. So it's like, if you know that, okay, every single time I see them, this is what we do and this is how it ends, come up with something different. Mm -hmm. Even I find something simple, like going for a walk. At least that gives you something to talk about. Like, oh, look at that house. Look at those decorations. Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to watch a movie together or you're going to play a game together, it's something that's sort of filling up the space that's normally filled by arguments Mm -hmm. and it helps guide the conversation to whatever you're doing even like a puzzle yeah which like you can be talking through a puzzle but if you're trying to steer the conversation away from something it's easy you say I'm looking for this color of piece like focus on that can you find that for me and like it sounds simple it sounds like almost how you deal with like children but we all know that we're all just little kids on the inside we got to respect that inner child and yeah sometimes that's just what you want to do totally and I feel like the best part of doing an activity as a family is like you're building a new memory or you're yeah. like all partaking in a shared experience where when you're sitting around sometimes you just feel so disconnected from people who are supposed to be the closest to you, you know, or Mm -hmm. you feel like all you're focusing on is your differences where doing an activity, it's like, no, this is a experience that we're sharing, you know, rather than 
a difference in our lives or whatever. So I love that so much. My family's a big like games family. Like we love card games. Mm -hmm. We love like Yahtzee, like those sorts of things. So this always, always comes out for our holidays. Yeah. I love that. It's also just like you can make nice holiday traditions if yeah. you're like, no, we're going to play, you know, Yahtzee this year. And then that could just be like a part if every single year you're like, nope, we're playing Yahtzee. Totally. Then that's like a part of your holidays. Yeah. Maybe it's like baking in the kitchen, you know, like mm -hmm. with your siblings, with your parents, like it could be literally yeah. anything, but it's like, just do something, you know, rather than just yeah. sitting around talking if that's not gonna yeah. end up anywhere good yeah yeah well the last couple of years my family's been doing like walks and what I like about it is like not everyone in my family wants to go for a walk it'll be mm -hmm. like two or three people and it's nice even to just do an activity with you know different people get out yeah. do something because it also I find especially the days between Christmas and New Year's Eve are so like discombobulating like every mm -hmm. single day I'm wearing pajamas I'm like when's the last day I showered I don't know when's the last <laughs> day I didn't just eat chocolate for every meal I don't know and so sometimes just being like no I'm getting dressed I'm getting out of the house can be like a wake-up call too of like okay no there's bigger things than us having yeah. a discussion in this house walk away yeah. and it could be really nice clear your head yeah yeah Definitely. yeah I'm a big fan of like a post meal walk, like Ooh, especially yeah. after like Christmas dinner or last year we had like a really late Christmas Eve dinner, like eight o'clock. And then we went for a walk and it was like almost midnight and it just started snowing. And oh, I was like, this I is magical. <laughs> yeah. right? It was like, this is such a vibe. But I don't know. Thinking about it, it's like, what do you do on Christmas Eve? Oh, we went on a walk. Like that sounds <laughs> yeah. so lame, but like, I don't know. In the moment it was like, this is so nice. And like, we didn't yeah. talk about anything besides like decorations and like we're yeah. excited for tomorrow, but it's like, it's those little relaxing moments that are what like make the holiday so special. Totally. I love that so much. There's nothing more I love than like a, like when it's, so still and quiet outside yeah. because it's just so cold and like yeah. dark and it's snowing like big fluffy snowflakes like yeah. there's literally nothing more peaceful in the world like I love that so yeah. much so I appreciate your Christmas Eve walk <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see if we do it this year make it yeah. a tradition I don't know yeah Great. Well, I think that was everything we wanted to talk about as far as year-end anxiety and surviving the holidays with your family. I hope this resonated with people. I know that the holidays can be stressful, but it can also be sort of like a relaxing time and it's kind of a contradiction, but that's, I guess, the nature of humanity and <laughs> sorry <laughs> I don't know what I'm even saying but yeah thank you for listening we put out new episodes every single Tuesday so make sure you're subscribed to us and following us so you see when those new episodes drop we are also on pretty much all the social media platforms we are at our golden 20s and we have a patreon page which is the best way to show your support for the podcast 
We would also appreciate it if you left us a rating, told us what you thought, all of that stuff, because that really helps us with getting our podcast in front of more people, which, you know, is nice for us. (laughs) We appreciate it. And yeah, I think that's everything. Thanks for listening. See you next Tuesday.